SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. On the impact of COVID-19 and the lockdown on ECD sector have been more widespread than the schooling system. A survey conducted by Ili Falabandwana, Children's Trust, Children's Inheritance explained, or translated rather, and others found that over 100,000 jobs in the ECD sector may already have been lost and some 1.8 million children are at risk of not being able to access early childhood earning services if centres are unable to reopen. Without childcare being available, the burden of care falls primarily on women, impeding their ability to take up income earning opportunities. The wide the widely reported NIDS CRAM Wave 2 study found that ECD attendance dropped to an 18-year low of just 13% by mid-August 2020, taking us back to 2002. Imagine, this dramatic contraction is due to the double blow of household factors such as lost employment, reduced income, and parental fears of children contracting COVID-19. This is coupled with widespread site closure due to the prohibitive cost of complying with social development's reopening protocols. Laura Brooks tells us more about that. If this is anything to go by, this is one generation potentially that altogether could be lost. Your thoughts. Good evening, Laura. Hi, San Diego. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, are we to fear a lost generation? Well, the situation at the moment is um, obviously very concerning. Um, uh, you know, ECD programs are already struggling to comply with the requirements that the government has put on them to reopen. Uh, we've conducted a second survey in August to kind of reassess where programs are at in um, their journey to reopening in the current context. And our findings suggest that around 70% are still, still closed. Um, and obviously, you know, the reopening requirements being the main reason, but just the cost of complying with those requirements to uh, make sure they have the health and hygiene goods in place to allow them to reopen being the biggest barrier. So that's a big concern. And obviously, you know, having not been able to collect fees um, since March, which is for most programs their primary source of income, um, the sustainability of those programs and the likelihood that they'll rebound from this crisis is obviously a really big concern for us at the moment. Not to mention just the, the impact of children um, in, the sh- in the space of time having not been able to access ECD services uh, could have long-term impacts on their life, their uh, ability to meet their potential going forward. So, yeah, it, it really could be um, a, a dire situation for children if we don't help the sector to rebound from this crisis. Why should South Africans, among all the sectors that have been affected one way or the other by COVID, to the extent that they have been affected, should we place priority over ECD centres? If so, on what basis should we do that? Sure. I mean, it it is really difficult to prioritise in the context of a crisis, but I think um, there's a a really big role that the ECD sector plays in facilitating people's participation in the the workforce. Mm. So in the absence of ECD programs, households are having to find uh, alternatives to look after their children and either they are having to stay home and not able to participate in work seeking or, or, you know, 
participate in the workforce, or they're having to find potentially unsafe and not necessarily stimulating environments for their children to be in um, while they are uh, seeking work or participating in the workforce. So that's obviously a concern. Mm. And then, you know, I think just the long term, almost really tricky to, it's really tricky to reverse the negative impacts that can result from children not um, having access to ECD services for an extended period, particularly malnutrition is a big concern. So prolonged malnutrition can result in stunting, which has long-term impacts on an individual's ability to meet their potential in, you know, their ability to participate in the economy, to participate in income-earning opportunities um, down the line. So it really is um, something that should be prioritized if we want to think about our 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 country's human resource capacity in the future. You know, when you say that the statistic of 2020 has taken us essentially back to 2002, what don't we know about that statistic? For instance, are we talking about learning outcomes are now essentially 18 years behind? Are we talking about children and their development relative to their contemporaries or counterparts in other societies and other countries and communities will be that much far back? How are we to understand the fact that we are now Mm -hmm. essentially sitting at an attendance of 2002? What is the real statistic behind that number? The statistic refers specifically to attendance. So the good news is that we do hope to see that number rebound, so to increase quite rapidly as soon as programs are able to reopen. So it's not speaking necessarily to learning outcomes or to the impact of not having attended for the period that centres and programs have been closed. But the concern is that with an extended period of closure, that large numbers of programs may not be able to open or may choose not to stay in the ECB sector um, as a result of having to have been closed for so long. So, I mean, operating costs continue, salary costs continue, and eventually people are going to start looking for work in other sectors or, you know, need to sustain themselves in other ways. And we could see attrition from the, the service level provision that um, could result in us having to really start from a lower base in access um, in 2021 and start to have to rebuild that access over time and, and taken us back in Germany. We current access levels before the lockdown where, you know, less than 50% of, of young children had access to an ECD program even before lockdown. So really the COVID situation has just exacerbated an already mm. dire situation um, and really exposed the fault lines in the sector. And so this is, you know, a terrible thing for us to lose access in a time where access is already really low. For those who are parents out there and know exactly what is meant when Laura says the fault lines are therefore that much more exacerbated, we do appreciate your calls on 011-714-2006. Are you a caregiver whose social ground from government is about to be taken away because government feels that is no longer necessary? Are you now forced to stay at home because you simply do not have another option to keep your child elsewhere because for whatever reason outside the ECD centre you cannot take your child there too? Have you suffered the double blow of the loss of 
income. And the fact that you are not in a position to readily look for income generating opportunities because you are now forced to play crash to your child or children because of the fact that the ECD centre, typically where you would take your child, is not open. Let's talk about the real blows that the community is experiencing, those who are mothers or fathers, as well as those who are in the sector itself. Good evening. Nolizwe Peacock, caller on the line. Good evening, Songezo. How are you? And well, Laura, how are you both? I'm fine, thanks. Tess, how are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Your Good thoughts? Your thoughts? What's happening in the ECD sector as your experience in the wild coast of the Eastern Cape province? Well, I'm I'm not a, a parent um, either of ECD services, but I am a lawyer working in the ECD sector. And, uh, you know, I, I, what I want to add in terms of what Laura um, has said is that really the Department of Social Development did not come to the party to support the sector over this period. Um, in fact... There were parties in the sector who actually had to take the department to court um, to say, please, can we open? Uh, the department was actually unlawfully keeping ECD centers closed. Uh, and the department took months to meet, uh, to, to set up plans for how ECD sectors could open in a safe way. Uh, and this is, you know, while the DBE, for example, in contrast, was really trying to work fast and efficient to try and mitigate against the impact of um, in schooling. Department of Social Development, on the other hand, was not doing that. Um, they were taking months and months. Um, uh, and in fact, the regulations didn't allow them to keep ECD centers closed. Yes, they persisted and said ECD centers couldn't open. No, Liz, so just hold the thought. Hold the thought. We're going to take a break. You're going to carry on immediately afterwards, please. Okay, sure. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. As we look to wrap up this conversation with our guest, Ms. Laura Brooks, who's in the financing and systems manager in the ECD space, specifically at the organization Ili Falabandwana, we have a lawyer who is operating in that space, Ms. Nolizwe Peacock, a Mandela Washington fellow as well, who's giving us some accounts as one who has had to look at exactly the sector and how government's response in particular has for the most part failed. She had given her response. Once initially, she continues now. No, Lizwe. Yeah, thanks, Ongezo. I mean, the only thing else I wanted to add is that um, the Department of Social Development um, also supports many centres through subsidies, uh, and many of the provinces also failed to pay subsidies during this period. So again, when crucial flow to ECD centres, the departments uh, and many of the provinces weren't coming to the party to support those centres, and again, they had to be taken to court. Uh, to push for those uh, subsidies to be paid. Um, so just really the point is that, you know, government hasn't been supporting the sector in the way that it should. Uh, but one silver lining is that uh, in the recent presidential stimulus package announcement, um, it was announced that the ECD workforce would be supported as part of the package. Um, so we're just hoping to find out how that uh, uh, package will actually um uh, result in, in money flowing to the ECD workforce. The details are still not clear, but that's uh, potentially one silver lining.
Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ms. Nolizo Peacock, for your insights into that. How would you respond to some of these concerns? Because you especially are a fay with them, given the fact that your role within Ilifalabandwana is around financing systems. Because, I mean, you know where the pinch is being felt the most, Laura. Look, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I think the, the announcement of a, a stimulus package for the ETV sector is a really good um, step in the right direction. I think uh, we're waiting to see how that uh, money is going to be dispersed and whether it's going to reach the right people and um, in good time. Um, but I think, you know, it would have been great to see a more comprehensive and, as Tess mentioned, you know, a, a faster response in the sector to... Um, the, to provide support to uh, a service that is almost 100% provided by non-government entities um, and which is a, a critical part of our social fabric in South Africa. Um, I think it's, it would really have been great if that support was fostered to uh, be forthcoming and, and provide support over the time when it was really required. But we're hoping to see that... Um, Lessons can be drawn from a response that comes now, and um, and we can be in a position to to put in place systems that are able to respond more quickly in future. Fantastic. Let's leave it there. Speak easy. I have noted your comment. I'll reply to it a little bit later on, but let me just say thanks to Miss Laura Brooks and Releaser for the wonderful engagement she has with us. Laura, we look forward to a more positive story next time we talk about this. We certainly cannot afford a generation of young girls and boys wandering about aimlessly. Thanks a lot. Bye. 2046 after the break, we are going to continue the conversation in relation to ECD. Perhaps we'll play a couple of your voice notes that have come through and anything else consistent with the conversation on ECD, the nutrition program as part of Children's Day initiative. Of course, tomorrow is Children's Day, so perhaps we can even just have an open line in relation to what you as a parent as an elder or an adult in society would want to have as the changing fortunes of children in South Africa when we tomorrow celebrate Children's Day after the break.